You're listening to episode 20 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello, and here we are at episode 20 already. Can you believe it? 20 episodes. And I feel like we are just getting started still. Today, to mark this 20th episode, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, This guest is Robin Christofferson, and he is the head of digital inclusion at AbilityNet. Robin himself is blind, as you will hear on the podcast, and his work is all about creating technology in a way that is inclusive for people with disabilities. Robin is not Canadian, and as you will hear from his awesome accent, he uh, lives in England in Warwick, and uh, as a result of his excellent work with regards to accessibility and inclusion, he has been the recipient of numerous accolades, and he has been asked, and he has spoken at a number of different uh, places around the world. One of his uh, really cool accolades is the MBE, or the Member of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire. He's won other awards for his work, and so it is with absolute pleasure that I get to uh, welcome Robin onto the podcast. Okay, well, I'm very excited uh, to welcome Robin Christofferson to the Alexa and podcast today. Hi, Robin. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Thank you, Terry. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. So thank you for taking some of your time to uh, to share some of your uh, knowledge and some of your experiences with us today. Pleasure. Um, I- I'm wondering if we can start off with uh, you telling the listeners a little bit about your, your background and um, maybe how you first got involved in technology and, of course, um, maybe a little bit about uh, the visual impairment that you've been living with and mm-hmm. kind of what is your story behind that? Sure. So uh, I'm blind and it was a condition that just got worse from birth. So sort of mid late teens, early 20s, I you know lost my remaining vision, been a guide dog owner for about 25 years now. Um, all my family have the same condition. So we've, we're all very used to it. You know, um, none of them can see. And well, luckily my kids are looking like they're, we haven't passed it on to them. So touch wood, that's, um, that's good, but, uh, very, you know, easy to, uh, cope with when everyone around you is going through the same thing and, you know, is a really good example about how to cope. So, but with technology, you know, which we've grown up with, we've been really lucky that technology came along at the right time. You know, in the mid 80s, right. computers started to be able to talk with hardware synthesizers, a bit like Professor Hawking's Dynavox box that, you know, uh-huh. he used as a as a hardware speech synthesizer until it got turned into a software version that was built in. But, you know, these boxes that you could add on meant that I was, you know, able to do my education. And uh, I used to work for the RNIB, um, which is, I think it's the CNIB, isn't it, in Canada? Yes, correct. Um, So I worked with them as an IT instructor for a couple of years. And then I was really lucky to get a job with a tech charity that was just starting up at the time in 1996 called AbilityNet. And AbilityNet is a pan 
disability technology charity. So the RNIB, for example, is, you know, about vision. Obviously, they need to know a little bit about other things as well, because often people who are blind or visually impaired will have other considerations as well. But because AbilityNet is a pan-disability charity, often they will point people at us when there's, you know, more complicated uh, multiple disabilities. So AbilityNet is all about tech right across the spectrum to help people with with disabilities. And there's just so much out there. I mean, Professor Hawking is a really good case in point. Sure. He wouldn't have been able to, and a very timely one with his passing last week, um, a really good example and a really good ambassador for the empowering potential of tech. So I've been luckily, lucky enough to be paid to play with tech for the last 20 years or so. So yeah, that's, oh, wow. that's who I am, a, a head of digital inclusion at this charity AbilityNet and have a look on online for AbilityNet because there's a lot of really good information on our website for people with a vision impairment or any other kind of disability or if you know someone who is. Right. Oh, wonderful. So you, so obviously you're you're coming from a place where you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience and, um, and that's fantastic. I, I really look forward to this conversation here. So tell me a little bit about you know, for the purpose of this of this podcast, we're going to focus on voice technology and um, a lady. As I know, you were you were <laughs> in your in your uh, in your uh, well followed uh, dot to dot podcast where you highlight skills. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first of all, what tell me how you first discovered a lady or the Echo devices, <laughs> and what were your impressions there, and and how did things go from there? So I was bought a dot for my birthday a year and a half ago. And I just loved it. I, you know, there's there's not many people who have a an echo of some shape in their house who don't like it. Sometimes people don't use it that much. They might just use it for music, setting timers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still like them. Just to be able to talk to the air and have having some really helpful AI, you know, virtual assistant lady coming back with with most of the time the right answer or the you know doing the function performing the task that you are asking for it's just a really appealing thing and my sister got one as well and as well as being blind she's also paralyzed she's got really uh, fully progressed ms so she suddenly was able to unlock loads of things uh you know loads of different choices of media information environmental control which we could talk about being able to you know control different objects around her all by voice in a very affordable mainstream uh, technology. All these technologies have been around for quite some time, but bringing it all together in a mainstream device that suddenly is very popular means that it's all done really well and really cheaply. So we're all taking advantage of that. So yeah, loved it. Thought, how can I start telling people about all these amazing skills? So yeah, started to do this (laughs) daily podcast, which uh, still going. Fantastic. A year and a bit in. Yeah. So and just and just so we can tell listeners. So if, if you haven't subscribed to Dot to Dot, this, this is Robin's uh, daily podcast. And you've been doing it now, I believe, for over a year. Um, and you highlight skills, a different skill each day. Is that- yeah, sometimes two. Um, there are quite a few skills on the in the Echo, on the Echo, that or for the Echo, that are very um, 
they're just like random fact generators you know the one i did recently was about shark facts and there's not a lot to those skills there's loads of them they're cool and if there's one that has particularly juicy facts in it then i'll cover that one but i certainly wouldn't just cover that for a whole episode i would probably do that combined with one that i could create some tenuous link so that i put them both together in one podcast so sometimes it's more than one but it's always one and sometimes it's uh, an update a bit like you do with new functionality so uh -huh. you know as soon as uh, you're able to start you know chaining together uh functions using the routines um feature that came along a few months ago then we would cover that last week you were now able to wake up to not just different alarms but also your favorite music playlist radio station and that sort of thing so we would make sure that we cover things that are new to the platform but sure. um yeah every day it's something a little bit different and a lot of listeners send in demos as well and i really like when it's somebody else's voice that people are having to listen to <laughs> uh so yeah we've had a, a load of listener contributions which is really good wonderful wonderful so um, just to get back to, so when you first got your, your Echo, your A-Lady, um, and you got that set up, um, how did that work for you? How did you get that set up? Did you have somebody then actually help you to install it in your home? How does that work for somebody who's visually impaired? So the app that we all know about, if you have an Echo, uh, the Amazon A-Lady <laughs> app, <laughs> yeah. I've got one sitting on my desk right there, <laughs> um, so I, I'm very wary of saying her name. Um, yeah is not very accessible. Accessibility is something that people with disabilities re really rely on. Um, and apps in the whole, particularly on iOS, are really quite accessible. But as I'm sure people are aware or suspect, the A-Lady app is basically just a website. It's the uh, alexa.amazon.co.uk as it is here. Um, website wrapped in a in a kind of an app wrapper and it's not very accessible if they built a native app it would be so much better so but i was able to do it obviously my phone speaks to me my computer speaks to me my watch uh -huh. speaks to me everything is nicely uh accessible these days so uh -huh. it was fine setting it up i should mention that my the dot to dot podcast isn't aimed at people with a vision impairment although i don't make any secret of the fact that I can't see and I'm fully aware that there's a lot of my listeners that do have a vision impairment because you know that the, you know the grapevine works very well sure. in and the echo is incredibly suitable applicable for people with a vision impairment because most of the models don't have any screen and most right. of the skills aren't utilizing you know visual stuff right. so um yeah uh straightforward to set up and couldn't wait to look into the skills that were available back then there weren't that many mm -hmm. um but there's hundreds more each week now so sure. yeah i'll never and, and, catch up <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually quite remarkable how many i mean i know in the united states now there's over thirty thousand. so yeah um, it's twenty thousand odd in in the uk store yeah okay so there you go in canada we're not quite there yet but we're getting there it's <laughs> so new in canada um but so i'm curious now which which of the skills or, or what are the features of a lady that um, that you discovered that have sort of made the biggest difference in your life in terms of your day to day activities or um, yeah how you just go about doing things. I know there's lots of these random fact generators. I guess I'm interested. Oh uh, in yeah, I mean that. Sorry. Oh no, yeah, I was just gonna say I'm just I'm curious to, to know what are what are some of the ones that have more sort of um, 
utility or more application to your to your day-to-day life yeah so those ones are probably the least useful they're interesting but there are so many useful things i mentioned that my phone speaks to me but still you know to get to open up the phone to go into the calendar app and to see what appointments i've got that day would take several seconds but to just ask the a lady what what's what are my appointments today what's on tomorrow what am i doing on sunday afternoon that sort of thing um is you know am i free on the 29th of march really really useful so i ask that all the time and it's pretty straightforward to link through the app your different calendars that you use for work and for leisure time etc um so i use that all the time whether obviously timers my wife sets multiple timers uh you know for cooking and that sort of thing um just facts uh we do a lot of crosswords and to you know ask it's cheating i know but you know who was the <laughs> um you know italian composer who did such and such or whatever um she is very intelligent for passing natural language you know for understanding really quite convoluted phrases and coming back with the right answer so just mm-hmm. every day kind of picking her brains or asking her to do calculations or conversions recently she can also um, translate into other languages without having to invoke the translate it skill which was used to be the, the best one uh, prior to her having it built in and you find that all the time almost on a weekly basis things that used to be a third party bit of functionality she brings in house and is able to do herself so that's you know it's you feel like you're part of something that is growing all the time and improving all the time it's like the gift that you know just keeps giving so and as far as which is my favorite skill you it would really vary it's almost you know the one that i last used or last did a recording of you know so um there's yeah there's so many games so many fun things you can do with it as well as the really useful things too right what about with your experience with um ability net like what's what's the uh what's the interest level or what's the what's the take on what's going on there in terms of you know where 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 alexa's going or or uh, oops i said the word there i gotta be careful um (laughs) in terms of you know the voice technology and what's happening there and the excitement i imagine people are very excited uh, within the organization what's the take on it there yeah, so obviously AbilityNet, as well as knowing about what's available today, really needs to have our sort of finger on the pulse about what's coming around the corner. Uh, driverless cars, for example, excuse the pun, but that, you know, they're just around the corner. They're going to be really right. having a massive impact. But you're right. Around these vir- virtual assistants, these voice assistants, there is a huge amount of expectation and excitement because, as we sort of alluded to briefly before, the application for people who have disabilities, whether it's vision, motor, cognitive, um, is really, really impactful. Even hearing, everything that she says comes up on the screen of your app. And if you can't speak, you can still interact with her by typing into the app. So actually, even for people with a communication or hearing impairment, these sort of voice assistants, these smart speakers are really going to be useful going forward. But if you just imagine, you know, we used to, as disabled people well everyone had to uh back in the 80s or you know pre-mobile interact with with big screens worth of information uh, complicated web pages that sort of thing and that was brilliant but it was for many people quite challenging for me as a blind person the more information that's on a screen the more 
um, challenging it can be to get around and to find the bit of information I want. Then mm. mobile phones came along 10 years ago or so, and all of that information had to be distilled down into a much cleaner, simpler, you know, what are the key bits of information that we want to get on this small screen, whether it's in a, a mobile version of a web page or a mobile app. And that was fantastic for people with a whole range of disabilities because now everything's, you know, cut out all the flab as it were and things are much simpler. And these voice smart speakers are like the ultimate um, evolution of that where there's no screen at all for most in cases and the interface is completely natural. You just talk in your normal way and she provides information. She goes away. She doesn't say, well, Siri does but um siri often says i've i've done a web search for that and puts on screen a lot of you know search results and that's really poor that's really mm-hmm. um not serving the user well and the reason why she can do that is because she's got a screen and that's the sort of easy way out whereas the echo one reason why she's so much better in this area is because she didn't have that luxury of just dropping you to a web search on a screen because she didn't have a screen. So she really does, you know, Amazon have put a lot of effort into really making her smart and coming back with just the right bit of information served up in a natural, you know, nugget. So we're really excited about where things are going. They're only going to get smarter. As I mentioned before, they, you know, on a weekly basis, you've, it, you see it becoming smarter the you know the updates to the software just happen in the background and so yeah we we see this future of um people are terming it ambient computing where you just talk to the air and expect your room or your car or your glasses to talk back to you with just the right bit of information you want or just performing the task that you've just asked them to perform without any fuss or compl- you know complexity or whatever so we're really excited about the future of these voice assistants to really help people get the information they need, easily get in contact with people, um, get the support that they need, um, you know, get that level of smarts just working for them wherever they are without having to know how to use it. <laughs> just you know, these things don't come with an instruction manual. Absolutely. And, 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 and I've, I've said that as, as the listeners to this podcast, although I've said it a number of times that, um, uh, you know, the voice, the voice technology uh, is basically removing almost that last level of friction between a human being interfacing with a computer where we, the most natural mm-hmm. way for us to communicate is through, through language, through voice. And as you've said in the past, it's been, um, you know, keyboards and using a mouse for a computer and then and then the touch screen and this is now the most frictionless way that we we have at least until we get some sort of like neural implants in our brain <laughs> where the computer can know what we're doing before we do it um you know i i, I agree with you it's, it's very very exciting and and you you said you raised another point that I, I actually hadn't really thought of and that was that in terms of the way siri works at least presently where it really relies on the screen, although it may be a voice interface, it forces you to use the screen. Like you said, you know, I've, I've searched the web and came up with this. That I hadn't thought about that, and that's a very good point. So Alexa um, or Amazon <laughs> has has done a very good job of really creating the voice first, truly voice first technology. Absolutely, and I've got high hopes that the HomePod, which was yep. the smart speaker from Apple that came out last mm-hmm. month, um, because that doesn't have a screen, it has a kind of a 
little touch screen on top, but it doesn't convey any information on there, apart from play and pause and stuff like that. Um, it's certainly not a screen that will be used to deliver content. Because of this HomePod that has Siri built into it, um, is going to now be a direct, you know, compared directly to the other smart speakers, even though Apple were very careful not to market it as a voice assistant, but just as a really good speaker with some mm -hmm. voice control. Um, they were comparing it to the Sonoses of the world um, rather than the Echoes. But the comparison has been made time and again. And I've written loads of articles on the AbilityNet website about um, the uh, imperative now for Apple um, to really up the ante. And I think, I predict by the end of the year, that the gap will be almost indistinguishable between how smart the A-Lady is and Siri, not just on the HomePod, because everybody thinks that Siri's clunky. Uh, she doesn't compare well on any iDevice. And I'm the biggest Apple fan there is because it, mm -hmm. they're so accessible. You know, mm -hmm. Apple have really done a Rolls Royce job on on adding in accessibility. Uh, Steve uh, Jobs famously painted the back of the fence when his dad asked him to and, you know, to paint the fence. And when he when his dad said, well, you know, why did nobody can see the back of it? Why did you do it? He said, well, I I know it's there. You know, I had to do it because mm -hmm. I like things to be perfect. And Apple certainly have taken that approach with accessibility. They have not, you know, they've led the way there. So I'm able to do everything with my iPhone, Apple Watch, etc. that that sighted people can do. Even accessing Apple Maps, I can trace the streets on screen with my finger and it'll tell me when I've strayed off a road and when I'm approaching a different intersection and what the name of the road I'm approaching is and its orientation is absolutely amazing. But when it comes to Siri, they've really dropped the ball. Right. But I bet you they've tripled the R&D on, on Siri now because the HomePod is looking so poor in that area um but you know i it's months away i think before they will really you'll see a massive improvement and that will that improvement won't just be limited to the home pod because once they have cracked this thing about not having to say oh i don't know web search see if any of this is you know useful sure. or answers your question they will give you that nugget of information that the home pod would provide verbally via Siri on the other devices as well. So I think Siri will improve right across the board. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that'll be great. Obviously, more more competition in the market with really good quality um, yep. AI assistance can only help everybody. Absolutely. Um, what about, do you have much experience with uh, Google's uh, platform, Google Assistant? Have you looked at that at all? Is yeah. Um, platforms? Yeah. 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 In, I mean, like you say, competition's a brilliant thing. And there are some areas because of the power of Google and its kind of head start that that are better about the Google Home than mm -hmm. the A-Lady even. Um, by no means enough to make you automatically get one of those. Mm -hmm. And also there's a lot that the Google Home can't do because of the two-year, two-and-a-half-year head start in the skills department, for example. So the the skills on Google Home last time I looked were in the hundreds. They're probably in the thousands or low thousands now. But compared to the 20 or 30,000 skills, um, you know, the Echo is so much richer that, um, and it's got so many cool additional things. Like I got a couple of Echo buttons, which, you know, I hope they come to Canada soon. Um, they're these extra little things that you that you can use when you're playing different skills and stuff. And there are so many other flavors of Echo, like the Spot, which is a bedside 
alarm clock flavor of it um, with a little tiny screen so it's just such a thriving ecosystem and this competition between the echoes and the google homes has only got to be a good thing well that's great i mean i can hear your enthusiasm for 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 this type of technology i'm really enthusiastic about it i love where this is going um Mm. you know it, it using your imagination you can only think of the the applications for where we're going to be in a couple of years from now. I think it's going to be remarkable. We're going to be living in a completely different world, I think, before probably sooner than people realize. Um, I think that's... I think so. I think yeah. That's generally Pace of change. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was reading something that said that the the, um, the rate of adoption of these smart assistants is actually quicker than the rate of adoption of cell phones when the cell phones were first yeah. coming out. Yeah, uh, because the entry level is so much more manageable from a cost point of view you know mm-hmm. 30 or 40 pounds for an amazon echo dot uh when they're in the sale they're usually 50 and i'm sure it's a similar sort of price exactly. over there yeah it's just i mean if you could buy packs of six you know buy six get one free you know for the yeah. price of five as it were um and just scatter them around the house it's <laughs> really really cheap and after that like i say you know they just keep giving they just sit there waiting for your bidding. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any concerns at all about the privacy or the security or, or your take on that at all? Um, I know that people do. Mm-hmm. I can't personally get excited about it. I just, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, a tin foil hat person, but mm-hmm. I'm very aware that there is a certain amount of information that they store. And anyone that's got an Echo, if you've ever gone into the app and sort of tapped down into the history, you can see everything that you've said. You can even tap on it and get your little recordings of the speech that you actually used because you can use that to train it. So if you've got a strong accent, for example, up in Scotland, there isn't a Scottish version of the Echo. So if you come from Glasgow and you speak like that and it's really quite <laughs> difficult to understand what they're saying, then um, you can train it to, you know, this is this is what I said and this is actually what I meant, you know, so... Um, they do keep a lot of information about you, but we're living in the age of, you know, massive Facebook data dumps and, um, yep. you know, Equifax and all that sort of thing. So it's a scary world and these are no more scary and hopefully a lot less than just the general Wild West that is the Internet anyway. Yeah, and I, I tend to agree with you. I know and, and rightfully so. Some people are quite concerned about it. But, um, you know, when I'm speaking to my Echo and it's listening, um, you know, I've, I've heard the argument, well, how is that any different than if somebody's in my home and hearing me, overhearing me speak on my phone to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, I, like I said, rightfully so, some people are concerned. I, I personally, I, I just think that the benefits of this technology, um, and this is going to become more and more so, far outweighs any of the uh, the, uh, the risk. Um, yeah, the I mean, on the camera point of view, because a lot of these versions of the echo and other home assistants have a camera built in you probably wouldn't want to have one of those in the bedroom just (laughs) on the safe side so i mentioned the spot earlier that actually does have a camera in it and that's because one of the skills one of the capabilities of the echo is to give you fashion advice so you can uh and you can get this from the amazon app as well you can ask it for fashion advice you can use the camera on your phone point it at the outfit that you're wearing and it will tell you uh, with some human input, they say, but but a lot of automation as well. Uh, you know whether the outfit goes together or you know that sort of thing. And again, for people with a vision impairment, for example, that's brilliant. That's really good, but maybe mm. not in your bedroom. 
Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Well, it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be a very interesting the world that we're living in three to five years from now, probably very different than what we are in right now. Um, yeah. But it's very sure. exciting nonetheless. And I, and I think for people with uh, various types of um, disabilities or, or, like you say, with visual impairment, I mean, this is just, I can only imagine the, the difference that it's really making in your life. So what, it's yeah. wonderful. Exciting so, times. Wonderful. Well, I, I really uh, appreciate you taking some of the time to, uh, to chat with us here. Where can the listener go to learn more about you and what you do and, and all about things that you're involved with? So I'm on um, Twitter. And my handle is very unusual for a British person. It's USA2, number two, day, USA Today. And that's only because in 2008, um, I thought, oh, you know, we're going on a road trip around America with the kids for three weeks. Let's try this Twitter thing and we can tweet about our road trip. So that's why I got that username and I just haven't changed it. So that's who I am on Twitter. Um, Go to AbilityNet, just search for that all one word and you'll find out a ton of stuff there. Um, dot to dot that's not a number two in the middle that's the word two Um, so dot to dot just search for that wherever you're getting this podcast and uh, yeah let let me know Um, I really like people feeding back and the hashtag on Twitter that we use is DTD pod dot to dot podcast DTD pod and I love to hear what people are saying on Twitter about that too wonderful well again thanks so much Robin it's a it's been a real pleasure uh, chatting with you and uh Hopefully we can chat again at some point in the future as things continue to evolve for, uh, to make things accessible. Brilliant. And thank you. Uh, your podcast is amazing. It's so much more effort goes into it, so much more homework, <laughs> so much more um, of everything. You know, it's, it's a real kind of um, pro look at the, at the echo. So, you know, I mean, I'm obviously talking to the converted because people are already listening to it. So but just to sort of give you some um, brownie points, as we say over here, it's a brilliant podcast. And I hope that you are able to, you know, maintain that carrying on uh, because you're never going to run out of things to talk about. So, no, yeah, no, brilliant job. Very true. Well, thank, thanks very much. Again, I, uh, you don't you never say that, but I appreciate that very much. <laughs> um, wonderful. Well, thanks again, Robin. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to chatting with you again sometime in the, in the near future. Great. Anytime. Thanks, Terry. Well, I really, really enjoyed that conversation with Robin. Um, He is definitely a leader in the field of inclusion and accessibility when it comes to voice technology. And you can hear that um, he's very excited about the future for where Lexi is taking us. And I I echo his sentiments. I, I think we're living in a very exciting time and I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple of years. Uh, the show notes for this episode are at alexaincanada.ca slash 20. And there I will have the links to uh, AbilityNet. I'll have the links to dot to dot. Uh, and we'll have uh, Robin's Twitter handle, uh, USA Today, as well there. So if you want to get in touch with him or hear what he's doing, um, you can always go to the show notes and you can link directly from there. alexaincanada.ca slash 20. As well, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you to do so so that you don't miss any of the upcoming interviews and episodes that I have planned over the next little while. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. Talk to you again soon. She's got, she's got skills. skills.